more anxious and more secure and just wanting that connection that all of a sudden all these relationships are going to end that these people are it's going to be like spring break for the world and they're all just going to like <laughs> you can wear shorts and dresses and go to bars and restaurants it's just going to be welcome to the believe be real be bold podcast for authentic dating my name is dave glazer online personal trainer and obsessed with the enneagram personality assessment After going through a couple of breakups in 2017, I came across some really inauthentic people when dating in Denver. And instead of getting frustrated, I decided to create a community of authentic people myself. Come along with me on this path to authenticity as we welcome expert guests and real-life daters to share their tools, tips, and knowledge to help you show up as your most authentic self. Who has anxiety. So there's the person who's downplaying it, the person who's having that anxiety and it's bringing in some of that conflict. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think someone who's anxious is really going to want that connection and going to want it really quick. Um, Whereas before they might have set better boundaries, but at this point, like that need for connection is going to make them have more risk-taking behaviors. I, I can see that this tumultuous time and this chaotic time for an anxious attached person would possibly make them act a little bit differently than they normally would. Oh, how do we, how do we stay patient and grace, gracious and uh, loving still at the same time? Yeah. I think the most important thing is to remember that anytime that like high stress comes up, that our attachment styles are going to be like revved up. So it might be that, you know, someone's typically secure or they're like just barely anxious or just barely avoidant. But right now, like that's their strategy to cope. So I think acknowledging that my partner's trying to cope right now, I think is a huge piece. Um, Thinking about how it's not about me is another way to gain a lot of empathy for your partner during this time. Because yeah, someone who has that anxiety probably is wanting that reassurance from their partner and they are probably also reading into cues and nonverbals and all of that a lot more than they typically would. Um, so those things that maybe they've even worked on in the past in their relationship are now like crumbling a little bit because we are relying on those attachment strategies. And we're spending so much time together uh, if we're sheltering in place together, if yeah. we're making that choice and we're working from home and we're eating three meals at home, and I know that my roommate here and I, oh, we're not really on each other's toes because we both have our offices in our bedrooms. So we have our separate space and it's taking some getting used to being around each other all that much. And yeah, I do know that uh, like if I were sheltered in place with a partner, a new partner, mm-hmm. then I would be with my avoidant attachment style looking for some space and looking for some independence and and how do we do that while we're pretty much living together living on top of each other in each other's space yeah i think that that was exactly where my mind was going is that the more avoidantly attached partner is going to be like we've spent all day together what are you talking about you want quality time (laughs) i need space apart whereas the like more anxious person like yes we've spent all this time together but we've like not actually been connecting. Um, so I think again, just being very open with that. This is like, I need my me time. Um, and being able to phrase it, not that like, I want to get away from you, 
Like it can definitely sound like that, especially heard from someone's ears that are more anxious. Is that like, they don't want to spend time with you. It's more like, no, I just, I need to separate from myself. Mm -hmm. That's right. And I think a specific time, maybe after they're done with their work day, before they start cooking with their partner is a great opportunity um, to have that distance and that um, separation for 30, 45 minutes, an hour. And you touched on something that I'm really finding out about myself right now is the avoidant in me is like, all right, I'm chill. But the extrovert in me who has, <laughs> who has quality time and physical touches, my love language is, is almost like um, not even balancing out the avoidant. It's literally like they're coming together <laughs> and they're bashing heads against each other because yeah. those needs aren't getting met. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that that's a dangerous thing about dating right now is that people who would typically seem avoidant do not seem like it right now. <laughs> Cause that piece of them that, that needs that quality time that needs that physical touch is like, Oh my gosh, I need this. I need this. I need this. Um, whereas like in the typical day to day, like you would get all that social energy met in all these different avenues and wouldn't need that as much from the, your partner. Mm -hmm. But dating right now it's yeah it's dangerous <laughs> yep. to be able to tell people's attachment absolutely and I, I know that we were talking about coping skills earlier things like exercise things like uh, working out at a gym in another community mm -hmm. in another place where you're not necessarily with your partner all the time mm -hmm. now we don't have that simple coping skill yeah I'm lucky to be sheltered in place with one of jujitsu teammates and we bought mats for the house so uh, we get this um, friendly physical intimacy needs mm -hmm. met. Yeah. So I'm not, this is one of my coping skills, like working out in my apartment, um, jumping around just body weight and then doing jujitsu too. So somebody out there who had coping skills before no longer has access to them. How do we help them right now? Yeah. So people who typically had these other coping skills that they worked really hard on and creating that, that network and community in different ways, yeah, I think it's, I think it's tough. And I think it's really easy to just be like, nah, I'd rather watch all of Tiger, Tiger King than try and do this. <laughs> so I, I think it is a piece of that intentionality because there's so many different ways in gyms that are connecting. There's so many different Zoom parties people are having and doing workouts together. Um, there, I know Orange Theory has had a bunch of different ways of still like connecting and keeping members accountable. And um, there's just so many different opportunities for fitness, especially popping up online. You just have to like search it. Um, I feel like this is also another good time to maybe try like something like Bumble BFF. <laughs> Because like, there's a lot of people out there who are quarantined in their house by themselves and they're wanting that connection and friendship, that it might be nice to be able to connect with others that way because you can't go out to your like, yoga class and meet people or, you know, those other traditional ways that we might have done that. Yep. I'm all on board. And there were a lot of coping skills that I brought into my life um, long before shelter in place order came in, like journaling um having quality me time um setting a really good schedule and some boundaries around it too yeah um, my, my schedule has actually improved now <laughs> that now that i'm building my fitness community online with those um, opportunities of um work out anywhere anytime you want with our mobile friendly 
um, workout programs, but see, perfect. But that's another coping skill that actually came in because of shelter in place. And I'm really grateful for this creative outlet as a business owner, but also as a fitness professional of how do I help people mm-hmm. uh, with a coping skill in their homes when we're all going through the same thing at the same time? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I think that's wonderful blessed. that you're like accompanying both those things that you value, right? The fitness and like the social and the helping people, all of that you're finding a way to be able to use this, this time to figure out different ways to do that. Which I think is another great coping skill is thinking about the positives that have, people have like learned from this experience and what they want to take with them after this. Instead mm-hmm. of just like the fear, the uncertainty of, but maybe it's now you go on walks with your family more often. Maybe it's time that, or that you Zoom call your family members more often and you're really enjoying that. I think you can find a lot of things that continue to help during this time. Mm-hmm. I think that I knew this going in uh, that I was going to have some feelings of isolation because of my extrovert and because of my quality time and physical touch as love languages. And so I was prepared in better ways than I would have been, say, like um, a year ago or at the beginning of winter. I thought they were to help me become a better partner for somebody else, but in actuality, in a time like this, they've become so much more for me than I ever thought that they were in the beginning. Yeah, I think that that's great. And I think that that shows that these things are great for connections with others, but also just for yourself and how important these pieces are that maybe during like the hustle of how life was before you didn't value or like not you specifically but others didn't value or didn't make time for didn't make intention for that now they're like oh shoot like this is this is life now and i need to figure out how to manage this and yeah it seems like that's a good resource that you found it's like okay journaling being intentional creating a schedule having accountability all those things are so important right now Mm -hmm. and also Uh, kind of balancing out the stress that dating could bring us in a normal world. And now we're like multiplying that stress. Uh, If we choose to date right now, what is the best way to go about it in your opinion as, (laughs) as one of our resources that we go to for advice in our community? I think this is a great time, especially for people who have had maybe some like struggles with how physical intimacy plays into a relationship, because you're kind of forced to really get to know someone (laughs) before any like physical, even like seeing them in person can happen. Uh, So I think that's great. I think um, Dr. Hick used the, she works at the Center for Shared Insight. She used the term beer goggles (laughs) that like... (laughs) Right now we might be so desperate for connection that like we might be wearing like coronavirus goggles. <laughs> like anyone like, feels good right now. <laughs> it's like a spring version of cuffing season from last fall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With, with like a higher intensity level behind it too, because I believe that in September, October, when cuffing seasons cuffing season starts, there's a lot of biology that goes in there with like um kind of wanting to settle down for the winter, but, but now we're kind of facing that fear mm-hmm. of lacking options, yeah. which is such an important key piece of the puzzle to be aware of for yourself, mm-hmm. of why am I seeking connection right now? 
Yes. Is it lack of options? Is it my attachment style? Is it my past trauma? Is it, is, we could ask ourselves 35 questions just on this one topic. Yeah. I am so nervous for when this all ends of how many people who maybe did have more anxious attachment style or more secure attachment style are going to get like left in the dust after developing this really like strong connection with someone more anxious and more secure and just wanting that connection that all of a sudden all these relationships are going to end that these people are it's going to be a like spring break for the world and they're all just going to like <laughs> you can wear shorts and dresses and go to bars and restaurants it's just going to be oh i get it so you were talking about beer goggles and mm -hmm. i think of it as like the opposite of rose colored glasses it's almost like we're kind of navigating these muddy waters of like is this real right now yeah. and when we're building something so real emotionally and mentally with conversation instead of physical intimacy early on in a relationship mm -hmm. and then when <laughs> when this all ends and we're like let loose and free you're you're now guising it to spring break i get it <laughs> yeah yeah. And I think that's the important piece you're talking about of really monitoring, like, like how quickly are we jumping into that connection? Is it like, because we are like, we, I mean, we're all experiencing this like shared trauma and nothing bonds you more than that, like shared trauma. Um, and then that there's an experiment that I, I, you've probably heard of where they had um, a Confederate asking questions after someone's walked across a high bridge versus like when they've just like walked across the street that when we have more adrenaline, we view people as more attractive. So the Confederate who was asking questions was much more attractive in the high bridge scenario. Um, so knowing that like every, like our adrenaline's pumping that survival piece that you talked about, we're all like really wanting that connection. So being able to have that space to like step back, maybe journal, maybe go to therapy <laughs> and mm -hmm. figure out like if this feels real or if it feels real because we are in such a panicked time. Mm -hmm. And I definitely reflect on those emotions when they come up. I'm, I definitely ask myself questions like every day. Okay why was this my choice at that time? Uh, why did I start to feel um, X, Y, and Z? And I'm having a lot of gratitude for this time because such specific things are coming up in my world, like business. Okay, am I fearful around business? Am I making decisions for my business because of fear-based or scarcity mindset? Mm -hmm. And then I have, to, I have to ask myself, what's going on? Yeah. And then switch it, switch that mindset. Mm -hmm. And the same thing occurs in my personal relationships too, of like even best friends we've had for years, we still can't connect with at the park or take our dogs for a walk or um, connect intimately like that with our friends. So those things are coming up and now things are coming up for me personally because I wasn't necessarily dating before shelter in place orders came down but I wasn't opposed to starting conversations. Yeah. And now I'm kind of opposed to even starting conversations because I know my needs aren't getting met through physical uh, touch and quality time. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost like everything feels like a long distance relationship right now. 
Yeah. And this one thing, you know, when an in-person relationship turns into a long distance relationship, right? But there's something that is just, it's tangible of when you're in the actual like same place and room with someone that you just can't get. There's like this feeling and like chemistry and biology and like mirror neuron type things that I feel like through a computer you're not getting. And it's so hard to feel that closeness with someone. But if they had to, if somebody had to continue to build a relationship with somebody that they went out with two or three times, then FaceTime is great. Zoom is great. Um, doing the Netflix and chills I have separately. Um, what did you call it? Um, house party? Yeah, it's, a, it's another app. I mean, and these are all things that like clients have told me about or friends have told me about. I'm sure there's like a ton of other ones out there too, but they all work really well. And so you can connect with others. Um, so again, you never want to lean on that other side where now it feels, well, you can, you have all the time in the world to text people and call people and all of that. So really creating those same boundaries you would have with in-person dating. So if you go on like a zoom date, okay, pretend like that's a real date. You probably don't want to do five of those in the week. With the same person or with different people? <laughs> with the same person. Well, <laughs> I mean, let's talk about it. We're getting real now that it's, uh, now that we have the time. Yeah. Well, and I think that too, if you have the time and you're really wanting that connection, you probably could fall into the trap of trying to date all these different people just to get that like need met. And it could make it so you're really not dating any of them. You're just having all of these like virtual people to talk with. Mm -hmm. Almost like um, they're going to stay superficial because we can't choose one thing. It's like uh, the paradox of choice. Yeah. And I heard this really good analogy the other day because I've got the time. So I'm looking into more things that are coming up for me. And this person said, it's almost like you're watching five movies at the same time where our attention is still divided, whether it's a Zoom or a FaceTime or just a text conversation between five or six different people. Yeah. Yeah, even if it does take less energy than it would typically, like you're still doing that same thing. Kind of diluting your energy that you're investing into one thing. It's like people who work two or three jobs. Mm -hmm. And then try and throw a relationship on top of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I feel like. I always tell people to like try something different. So if you're someone who like typically like starts dating someone and then like completely cuts off all other opportunities and is totally invested in that one person um, and that keeps failing for you and not working, then yeah, like try dating multiple people at the same time so that you can have more of that, like be able to like judge, like, do I like this person or did I just like choose to like this person? Um, or if you're typically someone who dates like a ton of people or like three or four people at a time and feel like that, like it's diluted and you're not really giving attention and that's not working for you, then try something different. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, eventually we're going to have to make a choice. <laughs> uh, so, uh, in my personal opinion, love is a choice that we make every day. Once that maybe once that uh, infatuation and that honeymoon phase goes away, we kind of have to make that daily choice. And if we're maybe long-term dating one or two different people, off and on, casual, yeah. eventually one person's gonna have to be chosen yeah. over the other. Oh yeah, I mean, I think that that's not sustainable. 
Um, if you're, if you are someone who is monogamous, right. And are trying to just date one person, I think there is probably going to be different for everyone. Right. That point when you're like, okay, I'm actually like, I know that I want to date only this person. Um, but you know, avoidantly attached folks might, <laughs> that point might be farther along. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's also too, just being really upfront and authentic with the people you're dating and letting them know, like, I'm still dating. If it's ever feeling like it is becoming more exclusive and you're not exclusive. And I think people who have a more avoidant attachment really avoid that conversation. Yeah. So being mindful of that. I can turn to some times in my past when I avoided that conversation because I was unaware of my attachment style Mm -hmm. and what it could do to impact my personal relationships. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so grateful of finding it. I mean, it took me till I was 37 or 38, but here we are. Yeah. You know, better late than never, right? But that's what's so great about like your podcast and everything is that people who maybe have never been introduced to this are now seeing these like patterns show up in their life and are able to make better decisions to connect with one another. Yeah. But yeah. I fully agree. I think that that myth of like the one is out there for you is very much a myth that you find someone shared values and you make that decision that like, okay, I want to be in a relationship with this person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Shared values is like the foundational principle um, that I've kind of uncovered through interviewing yourself and Dr. Hick and um, other experts on the podcast is to uncover um, what was going on through repeated patterns in my life. And seeking out experts like yourself was the best way for me to go about doing that. Uh, yes, intensely diving into a purpose or a passion with, uh, with Mack truck-like tendencies. Yep. <laughs> Sounds about right. So uh, what are some big takeaways that you want people tuning into this Facebook Live and this episode uh, to take away? What do you want them to know? I think just being really intentional with dating, because that's never not my message, <laughs> um, but, but recognizing that your attachment stuff is going to be hyped up. So having empathy for the people around you and yourself that maybe some of that anxiety or minimizing that you're doing has to do with the times we're in and maybe not how you're actually you're feeling. Um, and then knowing that like the Corona goggles might be on <laughs> and continuing to set boundaries, even if we are really feeling that isolation and feeling like our needs for connection are not met, seeking those through different avenues. So again, we're not just relying on that romantic partner or that dating partner to fulfill all of those needs. Being really intentional, joining a book club, trying Bumble BFF, you know, FaceTime, Zooming, uh, different relatives or people that you haven't like connected with in a while and making sure Mm -hmm. that, you know, you're still reaching out and feeling that social love from all different areas. I love those recommendations. And I've joined a brand new men's group, which has been fantastic for me. Um, I left a men's group in December, January, and I've been looking for a new community of men that were um, close closely like-minded to myself. And I found a good one of a fellow podcast host that I love. And um, we've been breaking off into small groups. Does the Center for Shared Insight uh, run a Zoom group call like for a specific person or type of person? 
Uh, so we do, we have right now our divorce recovery group is still up and running and that's really important, especially people going through divorce right now that, you know, that you're used to being with a partner regularly and now you're not only not with them, but stuck by yourself. I think that's huge to be able to connect. Um, and it's, it's for women. So be able to connect with other women going through that. Um, and, um, we do have a trauma group too. So if you've experienced for women, any relational traumas, this could be a great time to start reaching out and figuring out you have the time maybe now to try these things and group can be a less expensive way to do therapy also. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you're wanting to reach out and still feel connected. Those are definitely groups to, to ask more questions about. I would be happy to send people to both of those, definitely. And uh, we, we've had a support group going on too. We do um, a community group call via Zoom on Tuesday nights where uh, we dive into authenticity through the Enneagram, but we also address uh, what we're going through as a shared experience right now. And this is a fantastic way that I've helped to get my needs met yeah. um, through understanding that I'm not alone and that there is a sense of future. That's great. I think, yeah, finding those different ways. And it seems like you have different little pockets of community and different ways and ideas for people to stay connected. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So if you guys are uh, looking for a resource that Dr. Wolford and the team at the Center of Shared Insight uh, head on over to either their Facebook page. I tagged it in the first part of this um, live episode or their, their website. Um, Dr. Wolfer, can you give us those details really quick before we jump off? Yeah. So our website is um, centerforsharedinsight.com. You also can find us on Instagram. We have lots of good posts and blogs popping up all the time on that. If you just search Center for Shared Insight, but give us a call. We'd love to meet with you and talk through. I know that it's nice to be able to connect to you with others about just this, like this shared experience that we're all having and different ways to cope through it. Pretty much with all my clients right now, we talk about, okay, so what's your plan for this week? <laughs> what are you doing for your like social needs, your exercise needs, and just your, your you time needs. So it's definitely a great Love way it. to keep up some of that. Awesome. Very good. Uh, well, I want to say thank you for your time. I know it's valuable, especially now that you guys have gone a hundred percent virtual over there so that you can still um, help your community. And we really appreciate what the three of you now four, I think uh, I see you have a fourth teammate. Uh, not yet, but we are looking. So okay. if anyone's interested in joining our team. Right. And head on over to the Instagram handle because Dr. Wolford puts up like a weekly dating Instagram TV that, uh, that I've been enjoying watching and um, can't thank you enough for coming on and, and sharing your insight. Of course. Thank you for having me. My pleasure.